marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to the Student Union, everyone. I'm your host. What's the big brewer? Ha, ha, ha. The Chancellor, Pastor Marcus Zill. Hi. With us in the studio. And Kara Brown. How are you doing today, Kara? Like a horse and pretty good. How are you? I am doing fantabulous. It is great to have now. I now okay. Now tell, give me a little bit of the background of where, where did you go to school? Uh, you graduated this last spring, um, and what are you doing now? Uh, well, I started my schooling at Concordia Mequon for two years, and then I transferred to Lindenwood University in St. Charles, Missouri. I graduated in May with my bachelor's in nonprofit administration, and now I'm back home in Texas. I am working as an office manager at a chiropractor's office and also working for you. No way! Um, <laughs> more, uh, yeah. more on that in a little bit. So you're in Texas. You went to school in Mequon, that's in Wisconsin, for listeners who might not be aware. Concordia University, Wisconsin. And you were there for a couple of years, and why, why the switcheroo there? Why did you end up... Uh, at Lindenwood? Uh, well, I changed my major around a couple times. Um, ended up with nonprofit administration, which um, Concordia did not have, and I decided I needed to move. And I'm originally from Missouri, so I looked again at schools there. And it's one of the few schools in the country that I found that had it. Um, so I moved there and finished that degree up with uh, lots of hours. <laughs> in a semester, but I did it. Well, you know, you are an example of someone that not only changed majors, but then changed schools as a result of majors. I know that the statistics demonstrate that every undergrad changes their major on average 3.2 times while they're in school. Um, But you actually had to switch schools. How did you, what what, um, was, if I might ask, what was the genesis of the interest in in non-for-profit type of uh, management and such? Because it's kind of a real specific Um, thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, For a while, I wanted to be a wedding planner. And now, planning my own wedding, I'm not sure why I wanted to do that. (laughs) But um, I wanted to do, like, big events. And then I realized that I wanted to do it for charities, for things that actually mattered, not just people's weddings or birthdays. That's a one-time thing, but something that actually makes a difference in the world. and different things like that. So I decided to look into nonprofit and learned a lot more about that and decided that was where I wanted to be. Well, and I am uh, glad that you did. It is it is kind of fascinating that uh, here, so you go from Texas up to, um, up to Wisconsin. Then you end up down in St. Charles, Missouri in the St. Louis area. 
and uh, thought about being, I didn't realize you had thought about being a wedding planner and here you are getting married. When, when, when's the big day and who's the lucky guy? November 5th and his name is Jordan and we're very excited. <laughs> November 5th, that's not the, wow, you're like what, six weeks out? Something like little, yeah, I think seven 48 weeks. Days. Forty-eight days. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not that anybody's counting. No, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're not. Well, I am excited for. I have had a chance to meet Jordan. He's a fantastic guy, and and I uh, don't have any problem telling everybody around the world, listening worldwide on KFUO, that uh, that Jordan is very blessed uh, to be getting a chance to to marry you, and uh, we pray God's blessings on. Uh, your continued relationship and also uh, your coming together in his name and showing the, the whole world what a, what a Christian couple looks like. We sorely need a lot of that these days. So God's blessings to you in, in that regard. And thank you for taking the time in the midst of all that you got going on to be on the, uh, on the radio program here. Um, well, thank you for having me. Well, you know, I'll never forget. Um, I first, I think, I probably had met you at one of our LCMSU conferences, but but I, I vividly remember yeah. seeing you and Matthew Kelp out at uh, Lindenwood, who uh, is probably listening to this, going, "My name got mentioned. My name got mentioned." <laughs> 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 who I've had on the radio probably. program before. You guys went all the way back up to Concordia, Wisconsin, this last this last uh, March or whatever it was for this apologetics conference, and I remember you asking me if I had. If I had any uh, job openings, that maybe uh, I might uh, be able to to make use of you. And and I didn't really have anything full time, but uh, we got something figured out, didn't we? We did. Still, we did. Uh, just getting it started. <laughs> well, maybe more more on that in a few minutes. But uh, anyways, um, tickled to have you on board. And um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about today. So you're like three four months removed from college. Um, do you, do you miss college? Do you miss the, your college years now that you're three months out? Uh, parts of it. Yeah. But, but some of it, I'm very glad to be done. Mostly okay. First, the, the positive. What, what do you miss? <laughs> um, well, specifically from Lindenwood, uh, cause I was very involved with the Lutheran Student Union. Um, I, I miss that because that was a very good, like, Lutheran group that we had there. And I was also very involved with Students for Life. Um, so those social interactions and those people, I miss a lot. It's the, the other stuff that's not, not really missed. <laughs> right. So what is the, what, what specifically do you miss doing the schoolwork and all that kind of stuff or not so much? Not so much, no. I'm okay with not having to write a paper where somebody else gave me a topic to write on. I write when I feel like writing, but when it's something I have to write about and I don't really care, it's not, it's not as fun. So I'm, I'm okay with being done with that. I always felt that way when I got out of seminary and it was like, hey, I get to read stuff. I was always reading stuff, but it's like I get to read stuff because I want to read it now or because it fills a need mm-hmm. of something that I'm specifically working on. And so it, it's always nice to get to that to that point. And uh, but uh, no, I've had a chance to uh, to be up at uh, Lindenwood University uh, at least once. Um, and uh, and seriously, there's a tremendous campus ministry group up there. You call yourselves the Student Union, right? Is that what the name was? Yeah. Or is? Yeah. 
Yep, the Lutheran Student Union. And they, uh, if I recall, weren't they, uh, I, I saw the facility, they uh, were getting a place off campus to kind of have a hangout place. Is that, have they started using that yet this fall? Yes, they have. So I still follow the page on Facebook and i um, still a good friend with Matt, so I talk with him every once in a while. And uh, it sounds like they've been doing a really great job. Um, we I helped them paint at the end, beginning of the summer. And I know they put some couches in there. It's a great place for people to just, like, go hang out, do homework. They do a Bible study every week. And it's off campus, so it's kind of nice that we're not really restricted by, like, a college's rules. We own the place, so we can, you know, we can No, it's uh, it's fantastic. I haven't, have I haven't seen it yet. I look forward to, uh, of course, my track record. You guys invited me out once or twice, and then I couldn't come or I was supposed to come. And so... The third time was the charm. <laughs> so uh, eventually, yes, <laughs> for all of you out there in, in St. Charles and at the Student Union, um, you know I love you. We'll be out there soon. I just have to to offer to come and then not come for a couple more times because now it's tradition. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. We know the first two. And the <laughs> But no, they are doing a great job. But that was really important to you to have. How, tell, tell me a little bit more about how, why was it so important to kind of have that fellowship and that community with those other Lutheran students there on campus? I mean, especially when I started school, I was at Concordia in Wisconsin. So it's a lot easier to find Lutherans around you. It's the majority of the campus. The campus minister is a Lutheran pastor. Well, I mean, there you, know, you, you, to- you close your eyes, you'll walk into a Lutheran pretty much, right? At some point. Yeah, pretty much. So. <laughs> and so moving schools was like, okay, now what do I do? And I sort of fell into it. Um, had a couple of friends who went to Lindenwood and who, like, took me along with them, invited me there. And then it was just nice. It's so nice to have people who have the same, like, moral values, the same thought process, the same theology, and understand where you're coming from because you were all raised Lutheran and you understand and you know, you have people to back you up when you come across the other people from different religions and different denominations. Which you will. You can actually have a conversation <laughs> with those people sure. and, you know, teach them about our faith instead of just, like, disregard them because they're not like us. It's nice to just, like, have people to talk about that with and then be able to go back to those others and and talk, teach them about our faith, so... Now and and uh, that that had to be kind of an odd. Tra- I mean, you go from Mequon, where 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 two thirds of everybody is a Lutheran, to then going to school where, I mean, and then the the young people up at uh, Lindenwood have taken a lot of great initiative to try to see this thing through, and so kudos for them. It's really a model for for how a lot of other. I mean, every congregation out there needs, I think, needs to ask themselves who who's our neighbor. Do we have a college nearby? Who can we serve? How can we be involved? And Many thanks to Emmanuel and St. Charles and any everybody else out there that's been supportive of of uh, that campus ministry called the Student Union. So very, very proud of what you all right. have done, and you are a big part of that, too. And uh, Yeah, I was vice president my last year, so lots of involvement there. There you go. I've never been a vice Well, actually, I was vice president of Higher Things back in the day. But beyond that, I mean, that's pretty cool. You can put that on your resume, that you're a vice president of something. <laughs> yeah. And. So when you reflect back on your time at college, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, you got all these young people. Did the time go fast? I mean, most college freshmen are they maybe, I don't know, three, four, five weeks into this thing at this point. Did, did the school go fast for you or maybe was it a kind of, did it seem like you had two st- stretches of college 
Um, um, it did kind of seem like two stretches of college. It was it was kind of weird, but now looking back on it, I guess when I was there, it probably seemed like it was going for like, taking forever to get to the end of the semester, and I was so far away from home. Um, but now, I mean, I look back and Facebook has that whole like on this day, and you can look back on your posts, and I keep sure. finding videos and posts from my freshman year and remembering that like just a month into school we had a lot of like friends already and just did random like these people you just met and it seemed like we'd known each other forever and now I've known those people for four years and it just seems like it went by so quickly um and then the transfer just transferring schools if you don't have to do it I highly suggest you don't yeah was that kind of a hardship that the the the, the, you know you always hear these horror stories about transferring credits and all that kind of stuff (laughs) Yeah, it was a little bit, and it was just, it was stressful because I was, I was more out of my element because I was so used to being around all the people up at Concordia, and then I moved cities and had to figure everything else out again, and I felt like a a newbie again when I was a junior. I had had two years of college. I had done this college thing, and so I was kind of done at that point. I was like, I don't want to be in the dorms. Um, Lindenwood happened to have, like, houses you could be in for women's housing and so I ended up there um, put in a house with random roommates but um, became really good friends with them and it was just it was very interesting and it was it seemed like such a big deal when I was transferring it was so stressful but now looking back on it it was just like compared to where I'm at now it just seemed like a really small stepping stone into finally getting my degree in what I wanted and now I'm doing what I want to do well, and uh, and one of those things that you want to do is get married. So uh, seven weeks from now, getting ready for the big day. I mean, what's this transition been like between finishing up school, being engaged, moving back home, moving back in with your folks, right? You're living at home? Yes, I am. And, uh, I mean, do you feel like your life has been on pause ever since about, I don't know, two months before you actually... Uh, graduated from school, as it always seemed. I imagine you're you're getting to the point where you just want to get settled in. Yeah, um, it's definitely getting to that point. Figuring out where we wanted to live and all these things. Um, so my fiance did end up getting a job down here in Texas. So we've been working that out, and I'm with my parents. Does he have his passport? After the wedding. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Actually, we might need it. <laughs> Oh, I always joke. I always joke about that. I, I joke about Texas, but I'm not going to lie. I kind of love Texas. In fact, if Texas ever decided to secede, I might consider moving to Texas. Um, you and a lot of people. <laughs> so uh, when I was in Wyoming, we used to joke that if Texas ever actually decided to, to to carry through with it, that all we wanted was one little county in the middle of West Texas where there's nothing but mesquite. And we'd be just fine. <laughs> the whole state of all 500,000 people in Wyoming, we'd all come along. But uh, anyways, I digress. Yep. But Texas is a is a wonderful place of uh, uh, big ideals, lots of bravado, um, but a great independent spirit. And uh, so uh, are you happy to be back home in Texas after experiencing uh, the, the Midwest a little bit? Uh, yes, very much, mostly because I have such a big family. It's nice to be home. This is the longest I've been home in, like, straight for the last four years. I've been home for about four months now, and it's it's nice to be home. It's 
it's weird being back under your parents' roof when you've been on your own for so long. Um, you have to readjust your mindset to, like, you do have to tell people when you're leaving and when you're coming back so that they just are aware when you lived on your hey, own. Hey, trust me, I've, you. I've got a 19-year-old son, Sterling, who you've met, who's going to... Uh-huh. Going to college at the University of New Mexico and living at home. And uh, every time I'm like, hey, Sterling, what's your schedule today? He looks at me like, Dad, I'm in college. Or Sterling, how was your, uh, is, I don't even, I was just, how was class today? You know, like, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm like in ninth, like he's in ninth grade or something. And he looks at me like, <laughs> Dad, I don't even want to answer that because I'm in college. <laughs> And so uh, it's it's been kind of a weird transition for me. I mean, I've spent 16 years as a campus pastor and the last couple of years in my position as uh, the campus ministry director for the Synod and the chancellor of LCMSU telling parents and others what it's like, you know, kind of tips for parents and this, that, and the other. And now I, now I is one. Um, I am one. I did that on purpose. I am a parent now trying to listen to my own advice and it's hard. It's really, really hard because there's a transition for everybody, but you're dealing with multiple transitions all over the place, graduating from college, getting out on your own, but kind of in this in-between land, getting ready to get married, thinking about what you want to do for the future, where you're going to live. Your entire life is a life of transition. So, but what I want to ask you here, we just got about seven or eight minutes left here. I told you up front, it goes fast. Um, Any advice for those? uh, I mean, it's not the easiest thing to be planning a wedding while you're finishing up school and transitioning back to living at home. Any uh, kind of premarital advice if you care to offer any for all those other starry-eyed uh, young people out there that might be thinking about getting married? Yeah, um, definitely. I would say, first of all, don't fret about all the little things because no one's going to remember it. So that's what people keep telling me. Like, all the little details doesn't matter because, like, the most important thing is that at the end of that day, you two will be married, and it doesn't matter what happens, but you guys will be married. And I also highly, highly suggest having premarital counseling, going through the whole thing and actually listening to your pastor because there are so many things that they bring up that, yeah, you're starry-eyed and you want to get married, but have you talked about this? Have you thought about this? Do you know how many kids you both want to have? Are you agreed on that? Things like that, that you just need to have that conversation before you the rest of your lives to each other. Yeah, because it's not so great if uh, you've always thought about having two or three kids and your husband's like, well, I always figured I'd have 14. (laughs) You might need to think (laughs) through that. Yeah, when you're the girl, you're like, yeah, okay. Easy for you to say, bub. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, But yeah, those kind of conversations are like some things you just don't think about. Kids usually people think about, but other things, you know, having those serious conversations because you're engaged. Also, don't have a long engagement. Ours is six months, and it's already too long because we're ready to get married. We're you know, you are speaking my together. language. Just to go back to the sweating. The, so you're saying what the little things are like if you order the cake and you wanted half of it to be chocolate and half of it to be white, and in yep. term, and it ends up not, it doesn't really affect your marriage, does it? No. No. <laughs> not okay. at all. Also, don't shove the cake in each other's faces. Just don't do it. Because when you're feeding it to each other, 
how to be a symbol of your love and how you're supposed to treat each other in your marriage and if you shove it in the other one's face when they're not expecting it. That's just not nice. Okay. So well, there, there you go. You heard it here, boys and girls. That's <laughs> <laughs> my advice. No, but, you know, I think you're right. You know, a lot of times people spend, and I've, I've done my fair share of, of doing premarital uh, catechesis or counseling with young people getting married. Um, and, you know, what usually happens is is that a couple wants to talk about their they're thinking wedding 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 and you're thinking as a pastor thinking I'm more concerned about the marriage um, I'm more concerned about the, building the framework of what you're going to be doing together I'm more concerned my concern from the pastor's perspective is always when you get ready to stand up there I don't care what kind of boutonniere the guy has on or what color his tux or how many people are on either side or how beautiful you even look. Um, all those types of things, not that they're bad, but the bottom line is that when you stand up at that altar before God and those witnesses, I wanted you to know that you know what the words are that you're going to say and that you know why you're going to say them, that you have the theological perspective of why are we even getting married in the first place? What is this about? Because you're entering into something that's absolutely awesome that uh, Paul writes in, in Ephesians is a, is a picture window for the rest of the world about what Christ's relationship to his church looks like. And there's a huge responsibility with that. And a lot of people spend all their time focusing on the little pesky little minutia and the details of the wedding. And so it's uh, refreshing to hear you. And I'm sure you've done some of that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like making decisions. Yeah. I don't know I have to, but I'm just like... We care. But it's a lot freer Everybody to make those decisions knowing had. that the things that matter the most are are what you're focused on. And trust me, when you get to that day, I've told every premarital couple I've ever seen, you care about these things now. When you get about about six or seven weeks out where you're at now, you're going to be like, you know, none of this really matters. I hope it all goes well. But the bottom line is that I know that we're going to be married in God's eyes and in the eyes of those that are there. And, and that's what matters the most. So, right. But uh, so long engaged. So you're engaged. Your engagement is about six months or so, something like that. Yes, we got engaged in April, and the wedding is in November. So. I think that's about the right. I've seen. A, I was telling you off, off, off before we started here. I, I, I did. I think three weddings where oh, we're going to be engaged for two years, and while those did, that didn't last, uh, everybody came back and said, "Well, Pastor Zill, we're pretty much ready to get married six months into this. Can we move the timetable up a little bit?" <laughs> And uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. so, well, you know, you, we mentioned um, that you're kind of working for me in a way, too. You've got a lot going on. And uh, um, just so everybody knows, uh, out there in LCMSU Nation, I have, haven't have had in the last couple of years, I haven't had any um, a lot, tremendous help within the facility and the capacity that the Synod brings to things. But I haven't had any any real kind of administrative help in terms of really working towards various things and uh, Kara as well as another uh, grad student Bethany Glock who's at the University of Illinois in Champaign as well as um, our old buddy and a former assistant coordinator back in the day when we started this thing Reverend Ian Pacey have all been contracted and are going to be working on a variety of things uh, with me going forward as we develop LCMSU if I recall right, we're still in the process of completely defining this, but uh, 
I think I gave you the official, unofficial title, the uh, student care and assimilation person, something like that. Yes, and, something uh, like that. But uh, Kara, uh, when she had said way back when in March or whatever, hey, you got something for me, I always kept it in the back of my mind. Um, going to turn over some of the campus link responsibilities to you, and, and uh, some we're going to develop LCMSU care packages and maybe a plan to really oversee how we really help make sure that young people are assimilated into the life of the church. And um, anyways, there's a lot to flush out in that regard, but I just wanted to say welcome aboard. And uh, you graduated from uh, from a real school, but you haven't graduated from LCMSU. <laughs> I'm the fake one. That's right. <laughs> Not fake, just virtual. Um, I get a right, hard... Right. People... It was the greatest thing. I was just in the International Center in St. Louis last week, and somebody that I didn't know came up to me and saw my name and said, oh, you are the chancellor. And I was like, yes, I finally arrived. People are starting to get it. And they didn't even <laughs> ask me, that's not a real position, is it? Because um, usually I have to tell people, well, I... I really am not a chancellor. I just kind of kind of act like I am. But anyways, <laughs> great to catch up with you. Welcome aboard, um, Kara. God's blessings to you and, and Jordan. Um, I can't be at the wedding. Doesn't look like uh, I might try to, uh, you never know. You never know. Maybe there's a chance I might surprise you. But, It'll uh, be a good surprise. Well, you know I... Mally. Marriage is what brings us together today. That's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. God's richest blessings to you, Kara and Jordan. Remember, college students, college is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help.